You're listening to a podcast from RadioMisfits.com. And now it's time for the Mr. Nelson Show. Welcome to another episode of the Mr. Nelson Show, episode 27. Yes, well, uh, Brussels in Belgium uh, had a terrorist attack. I'm sure you've all heard about it by now. Uh, hopefully it's okay to say thoughts and prayers for the survivors, uh, uh, since it wasn't some white guy shooting up a school or anything. Uh, no, this was another, uh, jihad attack from, uh, members of ISIS. Uh, some think it's a response to the, uh, leader of the Paris attack being captured. Others were saying, well, it's probably part of the whole, uh, roundup that was going on, which is, uh, there's some evidence that the attack was going to happen at a later date, but they had to rush it because they figured they're about to get rounded up. Uh, maybe that was true. I don't, who knows? But, uh, anyway, uh, they, uh, they, yeah, they set off the bombs and, uh, killed a lot of people and, uh, caused a lot of damage at the Brussels airport. Anyway, meanwhile, back here in, uh, America, our great, great leader, uh, the President Obama, decided in response to this horrible act to take in a ball game. Given what happened to not coming to the game today, and it's clear that you're enjoying the game. Your wife, in particular, seems to be really enjoying the game as a baseball fan. Well, she was upset about a couple of these. Uh, the great catch in uh, center field didn't sit well. She liked the catch. You know, she liked it as well. A couple of calls. Oh. Yeah, I noticed the the. Uh, the strike zone's a little wide so far, uh, at least on the other side. Oh, you. <laughs> yeah, you always have a little home field advantage. Um, That's the well, Chicago in you, right? Yeah, absolutely. The, uh, it's always a challenge uh, when you have a terrorist attack anywhere in the world, particularly yes, in this yes. age uh, of 24-7 news coverage. You want to re be respectful and understand the gravity of the situation. Oh. Uh, but the whole premise of terrorism is to try to disrupt people's ordinary lives. And I well, I think my, it's a little bit uh, more than that. Powerful memories and one of my proudest moments as president was watching Boston respond mm -hmm. after yeah. the marathon. And when Ortiz went out and said uh, probably the only time that America didn't have a problem with somebody person on live TV was when he <laughs> silly America. Boston and how strong it was and right. that it was not going to be intimidated. And that is the kind of resilience and the kind of strength that so we have to So the people of Boston went to a ball game sitting next to terrorists. a mass murderer? They cannot defeat America. They can't, uh, they don't produce anything. They don't have a message. Well, they produce a lot of murders. The vast majority of Muslims or the vast majority of people around the world. Yeah. What they can do is scare and, and, and make yeah, people, people afraid. Yeah, people tend to be scared of being disrupt killed. disrupt our daily lives and divide us. And well, as long as we uh, murder at an airport happen, like that uh, does disrupt life. I've seen you throw out the first pitch. Uh -huh. You didn't play much baseball, did you? you know what? Let's get back to the important now, stuff. Eduardo, <laughs> well, okay, can I just oh. make a point? My dad wasn't a Hall of Famer. <laughs> so, oh, you, know, you, you had a, a slight benefit uh, in, in the whole pitching thing. I will say this, and I've talked yes. to uh, President Bush about this. I've talked to other folks. Uh-huh. We do a lot of tough stuff as president, oh. and by definition, yeah. you don't end up being president if you don't handle stress well. Hey, perhaps that's key, you know? The best thing to do when you have uh, stressful things going on and bad news is to pretend it's not there and uh, go take in a ball game. This is unfair. You're just being completely unfair to the president here. Hey, Lefty Turnington. Welcome back to the show, Lefty. Yes, thank you. Uh, yes, this is this heaping criticism and, uh, uh, attacking the president, uh, as if he should do what he, the opposite of what he's doing, as if he should give in to the whims of these murderers, uh, uh, and interrupt his daily life. His example is a Shining symbol of resistance to, to hatred and, and murder. And uh, just look, just stop listening to phone news, everybody. Yeah, I guess a lot of people have been beating up on Obama. I mean, uh, what was he supposed to do? Just stop everything and uh, go do his job? I mean, come on. Uh, yeah, a lot of critics out there, including Tom Brokaw. 
know, so much of politics and national security is a combination of symbolism what? and reality. The reality is that we did have that attack yesterday. But it was unnerving to us. It, it was it, devastating in Europe. But at the same time, the symbolism is that the president stayed at the baseball game all day long. Well, you would have thought he would have said, look, we've got more business that I have to deal with. I wish you well. Get on the phone. Mm -hmm. We've got to put together some kind of a bulletproof syndicate to what? deal with all of this. There's a real urgency about it. And he, he got to convey that, not just to the American people, but to the world. I think it was Mike Hayden who said earlier no. oh that my he God. is the leader of the free world. And this is a time to be the leader. Uh, because this kind of attack can occur again and again and again. This this is outrageous. Why don't you just go work for photos? Uh, well, he was saying that on MSNBC. How could they allow that kind of trash on a once respected network? I just I I I'm speechless here. Well, I uh, he's one of the big wigs at NBC, so. Uh, oh yeah, pulling rank and making them do that sort of thing. This is terrible. Tom Brokaw should be a. Shamed of himself. Well, all right. Uh, maybe he's uh, not being completely fair. Uh, um, I mean, look, it's it, it was all uh, prearranged uh, with the ball game why he was going to go make relations with uh, the communist government of Cuba, uh, the people who have reams of political prisoners um, and people who just disappear and uh, a lot of murders uh, in that uh, regime. But uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so, hey, why interrupt his plans just because of that and uh, some bombing in uh, Brussels, you know? But, uh, you know, well, uh, at least he didn't just, you know, I don't know, take off and, and go dancing or some crap like that, you know, like, like tango. Or, uh, oh, boy. Oh, yeah, yeah, and flew off to Argentina and uh, danced the tango while uh, Brussels was still smoldering. Well, again, his point is being made here. He will not be intimidated. He will enjoy his life and, and have fun and show respect to uh, important allies and catches. Uh, you know, this was in Argentina, so all that Cuba crap doesn't count. So, so, and, and, and Argentina is an important growing ally for the United States. So, yeah, this was this was work. You see, you're just just stupid and understand what this really means. Well, yeah, you're saying it's uh, work in a symbolic matter of him enjoying the culture of Argentina to uh, better relations between our two countries, but. Um... Yeah, it, 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 this is all happening again, uh, while, uh, uh, the, uh, Brussels airport is smoldering. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. I, I don't know that I would have, uh, gone ahead with the fun. But, uh, who am I? I'm not president. <laughs> Thank God for that. And that's another thing. Get over it already. He's president. He won twice. And that's that. There's nothing you can do about it. So quit bitching. God. All right. Well, uh, so, yeah, there he was dancing in, uh, Argentina. Yeah. Well, I guess he's not intimidated, and that'll uh, that'll really teach ISIS a lesson. Uh, in the meantime, uh, uh, the number two man in ISIS has been killed, so there's that. So, uh, you know, uh, we got one of theirs. Uh, they they killed thirty four of ours, uh, but anyway, you know, I mean, uh, the, the struggle the struggle continues. Well. Uh, a lot of people are going to weigh in on these things in this uh, jihad war that we're in. Uh, but uh, well, one person in particular kind of nailed the whole problem that Europe is facing at the moment. Uh, Miss Anne Baeski was speaking to the uh, Human Rights Council. Uh, hardly anyone showed up and no one really listened, which is typical. Uh, but uh, I did. Uh, so, And now you can too. Yes. The Belgian attacks put the High Commissioner's capacity building reports on states suffering from the scourge of Islamist terrorism into stark relief. Reports indicate that the attacks began with the terrorists, and I quote, shouting something in Arabic. Were they shouting, give me a job? 
or my rights have been violated by Belgian law enforcement officers, or I'm frustrated and losing hope because non-Muslims occupy what belongs to me. The High Commissioner reports actually suggest such possibilities would make sense. For Palestinians who stab, mutilate, and gun down pregnant women, old men, and little children are, quote, frustrated folks who've, quote, lost hope and therefore understandably believe that the best way to create an apartheid Palestinian state is to kill the Jews who live there. Now, this line of reasoning, however, is somewhat problematic for effective capacity building. It's not quite fashionable for ISIS or Al-Qaeda or the Taliban to call people martyrs who blow body parts off Europeans or Africans from Libya to Yemen. And yet the majority in this council has no problem with Palestinian leader Abbas's calling people martyrs who blow body parts off Israelis. Now one might think this is exactly where the High Commissioner could offer moral clarity given his report's constant references to equality. Instead, according to the High Commissioner, some human rights victims are more equal than others. In 2015, says his annual report, the only religious group the world over that experienced racism, racial discrimination, xenophobia, and related intolerance, worth mentioning, are Muslims. Capacity building by excluding the Jewish people, ignoring Muslim anti-Semitism, and genocide against Christians builds capacity all right, the capacity of terrorists and their UN enablers to wreak havoc around the world. <laughs> Jeez. Ah, maybe Anne Baeski should be president. Unfortunately, she can't. She's Canadian. But, uh, yeah, she pretty much nailed the whole story right there. Uh, the political correct attitude that uh, the West has is, uh, uh, it's killing hundreds of people, perhaps thousands. <laughs> this slow reaction to this, uh, or timid reaction, or no reaction at all, <laughs> pretending it's not there and go into a ball game and dance with the tango, um, it, that's not going to deal with this because uh, you can't pretend the war away because the, the other side isn't. Uh, they're actively marching forward. Uh, Islamophobia is more or less a myth. Uh, so far, uh, there's been a little vandalism, uh, maybe some nasty things said online, and a, a pig's head thrown at a mosque. Meanwhile, uh, infidelophobia has murdered thousands. Well, I wish I had better news, but I don't. Uh, so we'll take a short break and come back with more Mr. Nelson Show after these very important messages. You're listening to the Mr. Nelson Show here on RadioMisfits.com. Men's help with Masshole and the Minions. Can a guy be a damsel in distress? No. Can Why? Because then you're needy. Because you're then needy. You're, then you're the Should weak you, one. See that? You're, yeah. need, you're the weak one. But girls can pull it off oh, all the time. Off. You could be doing yeah. the rope-a-dope. No, no you can't. You can't do the rope-a-dope? No, not in that situation. Not at all. Rope-a-dope. I've done the rope-a-dope thing. I've played like an immigrant. <laughs> I've done it before and it's worked. Oh it was the rope-a-dope. <laughs> the helpless immigrant. I'm like, oh, I don't know what this is. <laughs> no, I'm not Chinese. I don't find it. You can't get away. You can play the damsel in distress. Why can't you? Great talk radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com Pretty Princess Stacy Pressman sought out romantic advice from the Reverend Bob Levy. I, I don't mind hanging out watching TV as long as it's the programs that I like. Yeah, porn. But, right, exactly. But, like, I, I haven't... You know, I just like to... I always, I like to go to lounges a lot. Yeah. And, uh... I like food. Yeah. And then I like to vomit it up because I eat too much. Just, <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. I'm going to save it for the next day. <laughs> no, I mean, I like to just, I, I like to talk, as you know. Yeah. You, you like to talk a lot so you, and you like to have sex. So you're looking for a deaf guy with a big cock. <laughs> you know anybody? <laughs> if you want more words of wisdom such as that, check out the sermons of the Reverend Bob Levy on The Bob Levy Show from Radio Misfits. Dot com. So, I was traveling down the road when I decided to change lanes, and suddenly this blaring horn came up from behind me. There was this pickup truck full of toilets and Captain Crutch dolls. He looked at me with a menacing face and drove on past, cutting me off. 
I twisted my neck, and I've been in pain ever since. Yeah, and I haven't gotten any ass out of her for six weeks. <sighs> Does this sound like you or someone you love? Don't be a victim. You should and can seek compensation. Hello, I'm attorney Greasy Brownstain, and I eat insurance companies for breakfast. And while chasing ambulances, I don't even break a sweat. So if you think some crazy toy-collecting man-child driving around in a pickup truck is going to give me a problem, guess again. I'll get the money. I'll get all the money. So come on into my office for your free consultation. Consultation is free, only if no advice is given. Well, hello there. Do you like scary movies, but you don't want to watch them alone? Well, you can watch them with me. Yes, you head over to selfie.com slash Nelson, and you can get this classic. Frankenstein, yes! Dr. Victor Frankenstein, a closeted homosexual working in a castle on a remote Swiss island, attempts to create a perfect man, but his resultant creation turns out to be a murderous flatulent beast who must be destroyed. So he sends his girlfriend and young son to trap the monster. Also in this baggage deal is Flash Gordon's Space Soldiers Conquer the Universe Chapter 3. Flash and his crew get caught in an avalanche while Dr. Zarkov is in an aerial dogfight with Ming's thugs. After that, Zarkov battles his own crew over the break room microwave. This film includes music by Kevin McLeod. Warning! Due to an extreme lack of talent, bathroom humor is deployed throughout the film. So head over to selfie.com slash Nelson to order this today. That's S-E-L-F-Y dot com slash N-A-I-L-S-I-N. Yes, it's just that simple. So head over there and order Frankenstein today. You're listening to the Mr. Nelson Show here on RadioMisfits.com. Well, I'm telling you, Mr. Cranston, there's some mighty queer things in these here swamps. If I was you, I wouldn't stay one second longer. Why, Charlie? Charlie! Yeah, but don't you forget what I said, Mr. Cranston. Mighty queer things in these here swamps. Mighty queer. So if I was you, I'd get out. And I'd get fast. Goodbye, all. <laughs> Disney and Marvel threaten Georgia boycott if religious liberty bill is signed into law. Disney and Marvel, which is one and the same. Anyway, we can dis- Disney owns Marvel. Anyway, uh, Marvel is the one that does the superhero movies, uh, Captain America and uh, Iron Man and all that. Uh, they're threatening to stop filming in Georgia if Governor Nathan Deal signs a pending religious freedom bill. The Free Exercise Protection Act would prevent residents from being forced to participate in gay marriage proceedings if they have a faith based objection to being party to such ceremonies. Outside of Hollywood in New York City, Georgia is the location where the most movie and television shows are filmed. The Religious Freedom Bill protest would cause a significant and negative impact on the economy in the state. The move by Disney and Marvel, as well as other media producers like AMC, has provoked a major battle between gay marriage supporters and residents who want religious freedom respected. Marvel is a subsidiary of the Walt Disney Movie Studio. Yeah, I already said that. Uh, Disney and Marvel are inclusive companies, and although we have had great experiences filming in Georgia, we will plan to take our business elsewhere should any legislation allowing discriminatory practice be signed into state law. Uh, thousands of Georgia citizens who support the Free Exercise Protection Act staunchly maintain they will be discriminated against and their religious beliefs uh, trampled upon if Governor Deal does not sign the bill into law. Uh, in 2014, the England-based Pinewood Group developed a massive movie studio in the Atlanta suburb of Atlanta, of course. <laughs> these people write these articles. Uh, both Ant-Man and uh, Captain America Civil War uh, were filmed on the 700 acres and 11 sound stages that comprise the studio. AMC's The Walking Dead is also filmed in Georgia. 
And here's an excerpt from their statement about this uh, religious liberty bill. As a company, AMC Networks believes that discrimination of any kind is reprehensible. Well, apparently not discrimination against religious beliefs. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, we applaud Governor Deal's leadership in resisting a previous version of this divisive legislation and urge him to reject the current version as well. Uh, so there would be a big uh, economic impact if the uh, studios left the state. Uh, and man, what a waste of all that uh, uh, studio space. <laughs> Here's the deal uh, with gay marriage uh, being legalized. Uh, the idea that you can force people to participate in the weddings has become the uh, the problem here. Uh, uh, you you really should not be able to do that. Uh, they can still get married, so the, you know that was the right. But forcing other people to participate in your weddings and uh, the, the examples go from one of the, these bakeries where. Uh, a gay couple goes in and they uh, they want a wedding cake for the uh, the wedding and uh, the company says oh oh no 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 we don't we don't participate in gay uh, weddings and then that became the big problem. It's not that they were denied uh, a cake. <laughs> I mean this all falls down to they they don't want to put the the the, uh, the the groom groom figurines or the uh, bride bride figurines on the. Uh, <laughs> the cake so now they gotta uh, pay a huge fine and uh, lose their business and can't operate and all that sort of thing there was even a, uh i believe it was a ranch something like that uh in new york i think and uh they would have weddings out there and all that so they were uh had a little side business there people would uh rent the space for uh, their weddings and receptions and all that and so uh of course a gay couple approached them for a gay wedding and uh, they said, well, uh, no, we're not going to uh, have a gay wedding on our property, but uh, we will host the reception. So how about that? No, no. So and these people had to pay. I forget. It was a hefty fine. I put them in some financial jeopardy there. Uh, I have no problem with gay marriage. It's not something that I really fought for, except when uh, well, there was a ban uh, introduced in legislation here in Louisiana, and I voted against it. I lost. <laughs> But nevertheless, that's pretty much the only uh, activism that I did. Um, but it's not something that I'm going to fight against. Uh, this persecution of religious people, I would fight against. Uh, and uh, the idea that it's uh, comparable to uh, black people being denied. I mean, black people were completely denied. You, you couldn't even go into the, you weren't why well, you could, but you, you'd be getting in trouble uh, if you went into these buildings where it was white only. You know, that sort of thing. And that was a matter of law. That was not, uh, well, the businesses were happy to participate in it, obviously, but uh, but that's the way that was. And uh, in this case where if you just wanted to order a box of donuts, they would gladly do it. <laughs> now, in the business sense, you're kind of stupid to deny customers uh, just on that. But if you really think that uh, God's going to be mad at you for doing it, well, what are you going to do, you know? But in a business sense, it's kind of stupid because if, if I'm the other bakery, I'm, yeah, I'll take the business and because uh, you want to maximize your uh, customer base. And, uh, well, these guys aren't going to do that. But uh, that's their problem uh, to have the law come in and, uh, and, and these fines and stuff. And, of course, the government loves to be able to levy fines because there's another way to squeeze some money out of people and make people think they really did something and they really helped somebody. Eh, no, no, you didn't. I would think for a certain business of rights, you would want as much people supporting you as you could. But when you pull shit like this, um, you're going to lose uh, guys like me. <laughs> Sorry, gay people, but I'm not supporting this uh, uh, this discrimination <laughs> that you want and uh, this kind of imposition of power. Uh, so, oh, I guess no more superheroes or, or zombies in Georgia if they sign the bill. Uh, we'll see. How that turns out. Meanwhile, in North Carolina, an anti-transgender bill is law. Yes, North Carolina lawmakers passed a bill Wednesday to prevent cities and counties from passing laws to protect the LGBT community against discrimination. The bill was signed into law by Governor Pat McCrory. City Council in Charlotte, North Carolina, approved an anti-discrimination law that would allow transgender individuals to use the restroom that reflects their gender identity. <laughs> so basically, if if you're a man who feels like a woman, uh, you can go into the ladies' room. Yeah, that's right. 
Uh, yeah. So let's see here. Uh, effective April 1st. <laughs> of course. Uh, House Bill 2 is an anti-discrimination measure that does not apply to gay, lesbian, transgender, or bisexual individuals. The law bans employers and businesses from discrimination against their employees or patrons based on race, country of origin, religion, age, or biological sex. Uh, this measure includes an, uh, an addendum that requires individuals to use the restroom that matches their gender at birth. <laughs> it's like we have to spell this out. Oh, man. Because, you know, science is discriminatory. Uh, the basic expectation of privacy... Uh, this is a quote from McCroy, uh, Governor McCroy. The basic expectation of privacy in the most personal of settings, a restroom or locker room for each gender, was violated by government overreach and intrusion by the mayor and city council of Charlotte, he said in the statement. This radical breach of trust and security under the false argument of equal ac access not only impacts the citizens of Charlotte, but people who come to Charlotte to work, visit, or play. Uh, the Associated Press reported the bill was passed by 83 to 25 in the House of Representatives and 32 to 0 in the Senate. <laughs> uh, the bill, this bill essentially repeals 50 years of non-discrimination efforts and gives lawmakers in Raleigh, the state capital, unprecedented control over our city and local government, Senate Democratic leader Dan Blue said in the statement. North Carolina Republicans want to pass what would potentially be the single most discriminatory act in the country. This is a direct affront to equality, civil rights, and local autonomy. It's, it's rare to hear a Democrat talking about the... Uh, the federalism and uh, the lack of central authority, uh, being against central authority, you know. Uh, anyway, uh, Sarah Kate Ellis, president of GLAD, an LGBT advocacy group. <laughs> yeah, because it doesn't, GLAD doesn't include the LGBT letters in their wording. Again, they got to update that. Uh, anyway, she called the new law hateful. A uh, similar bill in Tennessee, sponsored by Republican Representative Susan Lynn and Senator Mike Bell, was thought to be dead after the House Education Committee sent it uh, summer sent, what sent it summer study earlier. Sent it two ways. That's what they meant to say. Golly, can't these people can't write? Sent it to a summer study earlier this week. In the Tennessee Subcommittee, transgender students testified during the hearing. Brendan Holloway, a transgender man, says the bill is discriminatory and dangerous. Uh, this is what he said, or she, uh, who knows. Uh, they don't realize because of their actions, especially because of the anti-transgender bathroom bill today, that they could cause the suicide rate for transgender teens to go up in the state of Tennessee. I've come to terms with who I am. And no matter uh, what lawmakers try to pass, I'm going to be me. Well, yeah. Uh, I don't know. If you're committing suicide over a bathroom, um, hmm. You've got a lot more problems than just that. And the suicide rate amongst transgender people uh, has a lot more to do than just bathrooms. Um, so, uh, Representative Susan Lynn contends that the law is not harmful in making transgender individuals use facilities designed to their birth gender. This bill truly protect, does protect the rights of all students. All students, she told the Nashville scene. By law, in Tennessee, you cannot change the gender on your birth certificate, even if you have undergone gender-affirming surgery. Gender-affirming? <laughs> the way they just make up these terms like that, I mean, <laughs> the gender is what it is. It's... You're you're giving into a mutilation. That's nothing more than that. I mean, you can't dis destroy the reality. Ugh. The Anti-Discrimination Act would force those individuals to use public facilities such as locker rooms and restrooms in accordance to a gender they no longer ascribe to. The bill has not been enacted into law, but it's not dead in the water. Supporters of the bill call it a common-sense approach to protecting transgender students from bullying and harassment by providing unique accommodations. Senate Republicans insist that they must take into consideration the rights of all students, not just transgendered individuals. South Dakota would have been the first state to pass a bill outlawing transgender public school students from using restrooms and locker rooms consistent with their chosen gender identity. The bill was vetoed by Governor Dennis Doggard in March 2016. Doggard believed that the decision should be left to the local schools to decide and address those issues as they arise. 
Yeah, well, maybe so. It's just strange that you have to go through a law for all this crap. Uh, you're not supposed to say it's a mental disorder, but it's a mental disorder. That doesn't mean it's not any uh, less real. Uh, look, I talked about my own mental disorders <laughs> last episode. The only thing you can do is uh, learn how to deal with it and treat it. So I guess in some of these cases... Uh, these uh, men and women uh, dress up and uh, or go through the hormone injections and what have you to try to get as close as they can to what they wish they could be. But it's only wishing. Um, but it's it, but as far as the rest of the world has to prop up your, your fantasy world, you, you don't have that right. Uh, you, of course, people should leave them alone and not bother them and uh, harass them and all that, but uh, expecting women to go into the ladies' room with a man because he's wearing a dress. Uh, no. Sorry. Anyway, there you go. There's that story. What are you going to do? Have a little take a tape with Seaman Johnson. 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 So, stay tuned for another exciting episode of Night Night. I always wear a condom. This AIDS thing sucks, don't it? Really sucks. What's the next disease gonna be like? You know what it'll be? Anytime a guy has an orgasm, the head of his cock is gonna shoot off like a champagne cork. Then you gotta find the dick and go to the hospital. Honey, my cock rolled under your couch. Get a stick, help me look for it. It looks like a pink fireman's hat. Help me out here. Hey, there's two cocks under there. What's going on? All right. There's a black one under the couch. Leave it there. The cat will get it. Our pal, the late, great Otto Peterson, is sadly no longer with us. But his legacy of laughs lives on at ottoandgeorge.com. There you can find his t-shirt, his DVDs, and all things Otto and George at ottoandgeorge.com. The Conti and Kenny Show. Remember when you get chafed with all the sand and shit? I gotta do it too. You mean last month? Where it gets where it gets caught in your in in your in your netting. You know what I mean? Yeah. It gets caught in the netting. It ruins your whole night. I can't walk on a boardwalk with sand in my netting. Dude, so the last, I, time I, last time I was at the beach, dude, I like I, there was enough. I, I had a sandcastle in my Ford stand. <laughs> exactly. It was unbelievable. <laughs> Fucking! I'm, two days later, I'm fucking. I'm, I'm fucking pulling out. There was a kid with a shovel in my foreskin. I'm like, get out of there! You're not gonna suck it. Get out. The Conti and Kenny Show dot com. Say, want to get your hands on some Mr. Nelson art? <laughs> Yes, all you have to do is head over to society6.com slash Mr. Nelson. That's society6.com slash Mr. Nelson. All one word, M-R-N-A-I-L-S-I-N. Yes, it'll be just that simple. There you'll find shirts that I've designed and other articles of art, like prints, mugs, and tumblers. You know, stuff like that. All kinds of goodies. <laughs> you can even find the Mr. Nelson Show t-shirt. That's right. And my own designs for the Bob Levy Show t-shirt. Yes, quite a few. Yes, it's all there. So head over to society6.com slash Mr. Nelson. All one word. M-R-N-A-I-L-S-I-N. Yes, it's just that simple. The Bob Levy Show supports Warrior Point, Inc., it was created to be the number one rallying point for any and all veterans who have honorably served this great nation. It does not matter whether you served your time during peacetime, wartime, or if you're still serving. If you served in the Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines, Coast Guard, or National Guard, you are welcome as a member of Warrior Point. So join the ranks of Warrior Point to support one another, and to help raise awareness of the issues you face as defenders of our great nation. Follow them on Twitter at Warrior Point, and friend them on Facebook, and go to Warrior Point. Uh, this is Bubo from Night Night, uh, and you're listening to The Mr. Nelson Show. <laughs> Hello, 
Previously, Night Knight angered Smedley over his relationship with his girlfriend, the gardener. I can't have you slacking on the job to go off and shove your face up the gardener's ass. <laughs> no, damn it, no! You don't talk about her! You don't talk about her! Not now, not ever! Ooh, ooh. <laughs> what, what the hell? Damn, what happened here? Why'd Smedley knock you on your ass? He only knocked me on my ass because I let him. Ah, oh, come on. Had I offered resistance, I might have harmed him severely, as he is an elderly man. Well, why was he mad at you? I'm not sure, but it had something to do with the gardener. Wait, what's this? What? Well, that's just some trash that fell out of the trash can when your fat ass knocked it over. <laughs> no, you idiot. This is a clue to Smedley's emotional outburst. That looks like an old diaper. Correct, old chum. This is indeed a diaper for an old man. These are a pair of Depends undergarments. Great soggy shorts, Night Night. This must make him feel inferior, and when the gardener discovered it, she dumped him. The ungrateful bitch. We've got to find her and make her see the error of her ways. What for? Because, Bubo, without Smedley running the Club Night Empire for me, my finances would be in jeopardy. Plus, he also maintains my weapons, vehicles, and tights. He is a vital part of my crusade, and I can't have him wallowing in self-pity. So, to the Night Cruiser! Oh, boy! And soon, the Night Cruiser can be seen roaming the streets of Cityopolis. How are we going to find the gardener? We could search the city all night and never see her. Fortunately, the night computer has a sample of her unique biorhythms. What? And once transmitted to the night satellite, currently in orbit, I can track her anywhere on oh, the planet. come on! There she is, Bobo. Never doubt the science of the night. Hmm. The signal's coming from the old abandoned warehouse district from the docks. And later, at the old abandoned warehouse district... Hmm. There's something familiar about this building. Yeah, this is the old abandoned warehouse district where all the super villains hide out. I think we come here almost every week. But this particular building is where we first encountered that B-Man character. Oh, yeah. But I'm sure that's just a coincidence. Now, let's hurl our night cables atop this building and climb to the roof. <laughs> Jeez. The wall seems much more steep than I anticipated. I'm already up here. Damn that little... Uh, change of plans, Bubo. You find a way in from up there, well, I'll get in on the bottom floor. That way, they won't see us coming. You mean, the gardener? Uh, it's always best to err on the side of caution. And soon, Night Night gains entry when he discovers that the front door was unlocked all this time. Nothing but old filing cabinets on the first two floors. So, wait, what's that? Voices coming from down this hall. It sounds like it is the gardener. Mm, the man's voice must be her new boyfriend. That backstabbing harlot. Who's um, not depending on me? Oh, now, baby, that sounds you're going to see another man. What? Oh, no, 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 no. I hope not, because with one click, and your mama and daddy would receive the full collection of your pornos. No! Please, no! I don't know what's going on here, but I'm putting a stop to it right now. <laughs> what? Night-night! Oh, damn! You shot me! Well, of course I did. You busting in here all badass and shit. But as it turns out, a friend of mine is looking for you. Guess I'll call him up. What? Who? Hello? Yeah, this is Brutus. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh, yeah. yeah, 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 listen, man, Night-Night just walked in here, and I shot his ass. He's sitting on the floor rubbing his big gut. Yeah, 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 I'll keep him here for you, aight? Yeah. Who was that? Shut up, Night-Night. Now, baby, what was this about you needing to visit someone depending on you? Yes, gardener, do tell. What? What do you mean? How do you know I'm a gardener? That ain't all she is. <laughs> All I know is that you belong with Smedley. Smedley? Well, how do you know Smedley? Die, uh, dude! Holy, put your foot in your mouth! Bubo, I thought you were on the roof. What are you doing here? I came down the stairs. Of course. You heard gunshots and came to my aid. But no need to worry, as my bulletproof vest shielded me from the bullet. 
No, I came down the stairs because there was a scary flying guy coming towards me. What? What flying guy? No, it can't be. Oh, yes, yes it, it can, can Night Night. B-Man. But, but how? Simple. My mutant Peabody regenerated itself, and I've been plotting my revenge ever since. Well, you got him now, boss. You stung me. Why, boss? Why? Because, as I said, I've been plotting my revenge, which you just interrupted. See, my superior intellect had deduced that Night Knight is in reality Lyle Richmond. And I was going to use that information to slowly destroy him. But now I'll just have to kill him like a rabbit dog. <sighs> All the best laid plans of birds and bees. Now, I, what? Where did everybody go? And running down the stairs are Night Night, Bubo, and the gardener, who quickly exited Brutus's room while B-Man went on and on about his plans for revenge. Oh no, his buzzing is getting closer. We've got to get to the night cruiser. There's no escape for you, Night Knight. Not this time. Ah! Uh, he... he stung me! And now for you, Bobo. Ah! Uh, what? <coughs> Who? You! Yeah, me! The back off, you hideous monster! You little whore! It's time I taught you a lesson! Oh! Shit! No! No, no, no! no. Not the balls! If not, he's severely incapacitated. Who cares? What about us? We're gonna die like Brutus! No. Here, take this, Bubo. It's my night-night anti-bee venom capsule. Oh, good. But uh, now we gotta give the gardener some nighty-night amnesia gas so she'll forget our secret identities. What? Not yet, Bubo. For although my anti-bee venom spares us its fatal effects, it can't immediately undo the severe swelling. With our butt cheeks now the size of two basketballs, neither of us can fit in the driver's seat of the night cruiser. So we need the gardener to drive us home. And later, at club night... Hey, Dick, where's Lyle? I want to thank him for getting my girl back. Now, I don't know. <sighs> oh, man. Mr. Lyle. Mr. Lyle. <laughs> I think he's in the bathroom <laughs> taking a shit. <laughs> I think I hear something coming from the office. Hey, Mr. Lau. What? Smedley? What the hell? That's my woman on your screen. <laughs> uh, uh, look, Smedley, I, I, I was just reviewing evidence for the crime scene. With your pants down? Give me that flash drive. Yeah, no more of that shit. <laughs> Boy, Smedley, that just tells us what kind of girl she is. <laughs> Yes, Smedley. What about that? Oh, man, shut up. It also tells us what kind of man Lyle is for watching it. <laughs> Damn it, Dick. Yeah, man. I can't believe you. Well, I, I just wanted to see you, guy. <laughs> shut up, Dick, you backstabbing bastard. But what of B-Man? Is he truly gone this time? This has been a Nailsin production. The Night Night theme song is performed by Alistair White and his lovely wife, Heather. Incidental music is courtesy of Kevin McLeod. All characters are performed by me, Douglas Nelson. Join us again, won't you? This is your ass. This is your ass in prison. Any questions? This has been a public service announcement reminding you that if you do the crime, you will do the time. Hard time. And now, it's time for another episode of Perhaps, but maybe not. Volcano knocked moon off its axis. Ice from ancient poles may hold clues for Earth. Billions of years ago, a volcano eruption shifted the axis of the moon a few degrees. And some ancient ice leftover from that time is telling the story of that mysterious change in rising more questions. The man who noticed evidence of this ancient shift in the moon's axis is planetary scientist Matt Siegler. 
while looking at data from the lunar perspective gathered in the late 1990s, he noticed something a little off. United Press International reported, Siegler was looking at the distribution of hydrogen ice on the moon's poles, which is thought to collect in the pits of its shadowed craters. The deposits didn't line up with the moon's north and south poles, but was off kilter a bit and in opposite directions. What he'd found was proof that the moon's axis had shifted long ago by about six degrees. The axis changed very gradually over a billion years. This was such a surprising discovery. We tend to think the objects in the sky have always been the way we, we, we view them. But in this case, the face that is so familiar to us, the man on the moon, changed. Blip. There, there's no man on the moon, but, but, but anyway, he's the scientist, well, who am I to say? Anyway, in other words, the off-kilter ice deposits mark paleopoles, or former north and south poles, with the ice collected billions of years ago. This phenomenon is fairly rare, but the Earth, Mars, Saturn's moon Enceladus, and Jupiter's moon Europa have all experienced a shift in axis. Siegler described the axis shift by continuing to use the man in the moon as a metaphor. Billions of years ago, heating within the moon's interior caused the face we see to shift upward as the pole physically changed positions. It would be as if Earth's axis relocated from Antarctica to Australia. As the pole moved, the man on the moon turned his nose up at the Earth. Um. The culprit is the volcanic activity that occurred 3.5 billion years ago, a time when volcanoes on the near side of the moon erupted and lava flowed across its surface. Evidence of those flows can be seen today as a dark expanse of basalt. The axis shift was likely caused by an internal change of mass. Ancient volcanoes actually heated up a bit of the moon's surface, and the mantle below melted. As a result, the whole moon moved. It is like taking a football and removing a chunk out of one side. That would change how the football would spin in the air, said researcher James Keane. Then the volcanic activity stopped. The moon cools very, very slowly, so even though there is not enough heat to cause volcanism today, there is still excess heat in the region. Presumably, if the moon had an infinite amount of time to cool off, we would predict it would go back to that original pole. As it cooled, the moon's axis drifted to its current tilt of 1.54 degrees. These once shadowed craters moved into the sunlight, and the ice hiding inside melted away. Enough of it still remains to provide evidence of the axis shift billions of years ago. With the finding comes more questions. Dr. Ian Garrick Bethel, who was not involved in the study, said scientists re don't really know much about those hydrogen deposits, noting that... We think it is ice. We don't have any idea what kind. There's a whole bunch of mysteries there. Are these ice deposits really billions of years old? How could they have survived that long? It's amazing. What's even more amazing is that it could be water, not hydrogen, and therefore solves the enduring mystery of where water on Earth came from. Siegler called it a time capsule. This is a record we don't have on Earth, he said. Earth has reworked itself so many times there's nothing that old left here. Ancient ice from the moon could provide answers to this deep mystery. Well, did water come from the moon? Did the moon do a little shake? Is there a man on the moon? Perhaps. But maybe not. And now, it's time for Cold Blue. With our heroes, Doctors Levy, Conti, and Kinsel. Well, Mr. Tinklestain, what seems to be the problem? Well, Dr. Levy, it's, um, a few months back, I had a penile implant put in. Wow. I couldn't use the normal treatments of, you know, Viagra and Cialis because of my heart condition, and so, well, an implant was put in, and... Well, everything seemed fine, but, uh... What? Is it defective? It doesn't work? What's the problem? It... it makes a sound. It's a silly, humiliating noise. 
Uh, how bad can it be? All right, drop your drawers and let's see what we got here. All right. Uh, okay, here it goes. I'll, I'll activate it. <laughs> it. It's no laughing matter, Doctor. I, my marriage is on the brink of destruction because of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I bet it is. <laughs> well, I can't stay in the mood when you're laughing that hard. <laughs> it's not only that. Sometimes it, it goes off on its own. Right at the office in the middle of work and important meetings. <laughs> I don't think you fully oh, understand how much torment I'm in hang here. Hang on a minute. Hang on. I gotta catch my breath here. All right, all right. Look, 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 look. Hey, put that thing down. I don't want that staring at me. Okay, I'll deflate it. <laughs> oh, God damn. Oh, Jesus Christ, this is gold. Meanwhile, on the next floor, we find the offices of psychiatrist Dr. John Kinsel. Oh, Dr. Kinsel, I just, I don't know what this means, but I deeply love my husband. And we've had a good marriage for the four years we've been together, but sometimes when I'm alone and I, you know, touch myself, I dream about other women. Does that make me gay? <laughs> Hang on a minute. Let me, let me find somebody who can help you with this. What, what are you doing? Hang on. All right, here we go. What are you doing with a puppet on your hand? <laughs> Relax. It's therapy. <laughs> this is Betty the Butch. <laughs> say hi to Betty. Say hi to, say hi to Laura, Betty. Well, hi there, Laura. Let me tell you, honey. Oh, I'd love nothing more than to dive right into your fish bucket. Oh, let me tell you. Oh. Uh, this is totally inappropriate and outrageous, Doctor. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> if she went down on you, <laughs> it'd be more like a hand job. <laughs> Meanwhile, down the hall, Dr. Joe Conti begins his rounds. So, uh, Mr. Brownspot, uh, what seems to be the trouble today for you? Well, Dr. Conti, I, uh, lately I've been suffering from severe gastrointestinal problems, resulting in uncontrollable flatulence that never seems to end. Oh, yeah, I can see that. <coughs> oh, jeez. Oh, let me, uh... Let me get the window. Uh. <clears throat> oh, hang on. That's my phone. Let me check that. But then, static electricity from Conti's phone ignites the methane gas that has been collected in the exam room, resulting in... Will Dr. Conti and Mr. Brownspot survive? What about Dr. Levy and his patient? Can he solve the problem of those cartoon noises for that man's privates? And what about Dr. Kinsel? Is his therapy unorthodox or just batshit crazy? Tune in next time for another episode of Code Blue. And we're back. And let's go back to Cuba, shall we? One more time. Uh, officials say Guantanamo transfers have killed Americans. Yes, yes. Americans have been killed by prisoners released from the detention center at Guantanamo Bay, Cuba, a senior Defense Department official told lawmakers Wednesday, triggering sharp criticism from Republicans opposed to shattering the, the facility in the wake of deadly attacks by the Islamic State group in Brussels and Paris. Paul Lewis, the Pentagon Special Envoy for Guantanamo Detention Closure, declined to provide the GOP-led House Foreign Affairs Committee with details. He would not say whether the incidents occurred before or after President Barack Obama took office in January 2009. <laughs> Relevance? I mean, <laughs> if you continue to do what was wrong, it's still wrong. Uh, anyway... What I can tell you is, unfortunately, there have been Americans that have died because of Guantanamo detainees. Ah, well, when anybody dies, it is, it is a tragedy, and we don't want anybody to die because we transfer detainees. Well, then don't transfer them. That's pretty much simple, isn't it? Um, and uh, again, uh, murder is not a tragedy. A car accident is a tragedy. Uh, murder is murder. 
Uh, an Obama administration official said Lewis was referring to an incident that involved an Afghan prisoner released from Guantanamo while George W. Bush was president. <laughs> so, so let's keep doing what George W. Bush did. <laughs> that does that argument doesn't work. Oh, jeez. Uh, during the Bush administration, 532 prisoners were released from Guantanamo, often in large groups of Afghanistan and Saudi Arabia, the two nationalities that made up the greatest number of prisoners. The Obama administration has released 144 detainees after a screening process that involves representatives from six government agencies and departments who must make a unanimous decision to, to release. Lewis testified before the committee, along with uh, Lee Woloski, uh, the State Department Special Envoy for Guantanamo Closure. They argued the prison is a powerful propaganda tool for the Islamic State group, and keeping it open damages U.S. national security. <laughs> well, tell it to the dead, huh? <laughs> a powerful tool. Uh, so, uh, that, let's agree with Islamic propaganda. <laughs> let's do that, shall we? Yes. Uh, Republicans and a few Democrats in Congress have repeatedly thwarted Obama's effort to close the prison and blocked any attempt to move detainees to U.S. prisons in legislation that the president has signed into law. Woloski said the Guantanamo prison did not prevent Tuesday's attacks in Brussels that killed at least 34 people and wounded more than 200 or the November 13 attacks in Paris. Uh, there are, unfortunately, going to be acts of terrorism, probably whether the facility is opened or closed. <laughs> well, then that defeats your argument. <laughs> oh, man. <clears throat> the proper analysis is, what are the risks of keeping it open in light of the very obvious use of that facility as a propaganda tool? <laughs> what are you going to do with these guys? You know, I mean, you're at war. you uh, you got to take prisoners and put them somewhere. <laughs> Uh, just letting them go to go back to the war and kill more people. I mean, you've got blood on your hands. I'm sorry. You just do. This is absurd. If ISIS and Al-Qaeda don't like it, well, it's time to surrender and we can end the war. How about that? And then they can be released, you know, and then you can all get real jobs and real lives. No, no. We've got to uh, grab our ankles one more time. <sighs> Meanwhile, uh, another uh, little tidbit about the VA. You know, uh, Bob Levy uh, is involved with this Warrior Point group, which is uh, another one of these groups. That, uh, it's a network, really, for uh, veterans and uh, even uh, uh, current-serving uh, military people uh, to network with one another. But a lot of the networking would involve uh, giving each other help and uh, raising money for uh, uh, wounded uh uh, veterans uh, get care and whatever they need and uh, that sort of thing. And uh, the groups like this are necessary because the government fails to live up to its responsibilities. Uh, chief among it was the uh, VA, which is supposed to do all these wonders, and yet uh, crime after crime is committed here. Nobody's going to jail. <laughs> There's been a handful of people fired, I think three. But anyway, here's another story here. Uh, VA suspends top official and relocation scam. The Department of Veteran Affairs is suspending the head of Veterans Benefits Administration for allowing two lower-ranking officials to manipulate the agency's hiring system for their own gain. Yeah. Uh, Deputy VA Secretary Sloan Gibson says acting VBA Chief Danny Pummel will be suspended without pay for 15 days for his role in a relocation scam that has roiled the agency for months. Oh, oh man, without pay for 15 days. Poor bastard. Boy, that'll teach him. Pummel failed to exercise proper oversight as Kimberly Graves and Diana Rubens forced lower-ranking managers to accept job transfers and then stepped into the vacant positions themselves, keeping their senior labor, keeping their senior level pay or reducing their responsibilities. <laughs> uh, Pummel is one of VA's five highest-ranking officials and leads VBA's employees across 56 regional offices nationwide that provide compensation and pension benefits, life insurance, home loans, and other services to millions of veterans. Under VA rules, Pummel can appeal his suspension to an independent arbiter. Wow, wouldn't that be cool if you could do that if you got uh, laid off or suspended at work? Yeah. Anyway, 
Hummel was the VB, uh, VBA's deputy chief when Rubens and Graves implemented the job relocations, which put, which put both of them closer to their families. Hummel replaced former VBA chief Allison Hickey, who retired as allegations against Rubens and Graves were made public. Rubens earns $181,497 as director of the VBA's Philadelphia Regional Office, while Graves receives $173,949 as head of the St. Paul, Minnesota Benefits Office. Graves and Rubens were reprimanded Tuesday and had their pay cut by 10%. The two women were reinstated to their positions last month after administrative judges overturned their demotions. The judges based their rulings in part on the fact that more senior officials such as Pummel had not disciplined in the had not been disciplined in the case. In a related action, the VA said it has reprimanded Beth McCoy, director of field operations for the VBA. Gibson and McCoy did not exercise proper judgment in taking over for Rubens as heads of field of operations. <laughs> Gibson said the disciplinary actions were in the best interests of veterans and taxpayers. Ultimately, that is what these decisions are about. Getting back to the work of serving America's veterans. <laughs> It looks like the rules are designed to serve only the uh, the bureaucrats working the agency. Uh, because even when you're caught screwing around and basically committing fraud, which they ought to go to jail for, uh, you can't even get fired. No. You might get a little slap on the wrist, but then uh, some judge can come in and say, Nah, that's not, that's not part of the rules. And uh, so even the slap on the wrist uh, can be undone. Uh, Representative Jeff Miller, uh, Republican from Florida, chairman of the House Veterans Affairs Committee, called the actions a weak slap on the wrist. Yeah, it's not only just a weak slap on the wrist. Uh, uh, that weak slap can, like I said, be undone. <laughs> so there was no slap at all. Uh, accountability at the VA is almost non-existent, Miller said. One thing is clear. This this. This dysfunctional status quo will never change until we eliminate arcane civil service rules that put the job security of VA bureaucrats ahead of the veterans they are charged with serving. Yeah, that's true, but uh, good luck with getting those rules taken down, huh? You see, this is another example of why single-payer doesn't work. There's <laughs> another one of these uh, socialist ideas uh, that denies human nature, greed, and uh, uh, corruption as uh, the, the power and the money in the hands of these people that can do with what they want as they will uh, and they will and they did and there's really no punishment for it see they can't even get fired when they really should not just get fired they should go to jail but uh, no not gonna happen so yeah uh, go to warriorpoint.org <laughs> And make a donation. <laughs> anyway, up next, I've got a special... We interrupt this program to bring you this important news bulletin. Authorities in Florida have arrested a man they say stole a BMW after trying to buy it with a food stamp debit card. The Martin County Sheriff's Office tells news outlets in a statement that 36-year-old Nicholas Jackson was arrested Friday and charged with Grand Theft Auto. Deputies say Jackson was turned away at the Papano Beach Auto Dealership after trying to buy the $60,000 car using his EBT card and a credit card. However, deputies say the suspect returned the next night and stole the car along with keys from 60 other vehicles. <laughs> he probably had a hard time finding the right one. <laughs> Uh, deputies say they later found Jackson with the car and the keys after he ran out of gas because he didn't have money to fill the tank. <laughs> it isn't immediately clear if he has an attorney. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, well, then that's the news bulletin. <laughs> Well, it's Easter time. You know, Easter uh, is more or less based on pagan holidays. <laughs> Passover was the actual holiday that uh, uh, the Jews had, but uh, it's also at the time when uh, Jesus was uh, crucified. So uh, it became Easter when they uh, started the church, started merging old pagan holidays with uh, 
the Christian doctrine, you know, to get people to be uh, to join Christianity. So it was some sort of, uh, you know, about spraying and all that sort of thing. I have no idea where the uh, uh, Easter bunny and the eggs came from, because uh, uh, I'm too lazy to do the research. <laughs> but I don't know. I don't think there was ever a rabbit god. But uh, anyway, uh, so yeah, Jesus uh, was executed, and then uh, on the third day he rose again with the promise. Uh, that the resurrection, uh, defeating death, and all that, and that his sacrifice uh, would save us from the horrific nature of our, our sinfulness. Um, it is interesting to note that uh, a lot of myths have had gods that take human form, but those gods only did that to get laid. Uh, in the case of Jesus, it's the only story I know of where a god actually sacrificed himself rather than ask, asking uh, the people to sacrifice everything. Uh, now, there's sacrifice, of course, but he uh, really uh, made the example there, didn't he? So, uh, I guess, happy Easter, even though Easter is... Why is it called Easter, anyway? I don't know. But, uh, thanks, Jesus. All right. So, that's another Nailsid Show. Oh, by the way, uh, Bob Levy's going to be doing his uh, video show this Sunday uh, on his uh, Reverend Bob Levy Show uh, YouTube channel. So uh, tune in for that. Uh, keep uh, uh, following uh, at the Rev Bob Levy on Twitter and that sort of thing where you can get the updates of uh, when the show will be uh, aired. So, uh, yeah, look forward to that. All right. Good night, everybody. The views and opinions expressed during the Mr. Nelson Show do not necessarily reflect those held by RadioMisfits.com. So, any complaints and or comments should be sent to at Mr. Nelson on Twitter, where they will be promptly ignored and or blocked. What are you going to do? Have a little tete-a-tete with Seaman Johnson. 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 Eh?